Hey guys, welcome to the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. The Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Hey guys, episode 25 today, and we're talking about payment systems. So if you're doing an online shopping website or a subscription as a service website, like you're selling stuff online that people can subscribe to, um, that's where you're going to need a good payment system. Because if you don't have a good payment system, you're not going to get paid. And that's the total purpose, really, of most businesses is to earn a living and render useful service. So what are you taking payment for is the first thing to ask yourself. You're taking payment for... Uh, one-off purchases of items like are you selling music instruments are you selling um, uh, maybe clothing are you selling um, car parts you know that's all one-off stuff and then we've got recurring so things where people subscribe and pay you every month um, like a passive income which I think is a good way to go if you're trying to set up a business something where people can pay monthly um, so you need to capture their credit card details and then automatically bill on their behalf every month for them Obviously, we want to make sure we pick a good system that allows them to cancel any time themselves, but also allows them to easily subscribe and they're not going to be distracted or put off because it looks dodgy or it doesn't work, for example. So um, that's the other side of it there. Okay, so the next question I generally like to ask is, um, what type of payment are you taking? So again, just going back to it, we're doing a one-off transaction. Are we doing a recurring transaction every month? or we're doing authorizations which in the end lead to a transaction. So just quickly, authorizations are probably ones you're not familiar with. So authorizations is someone puts their credit card in, we check that it's a valid card. We um, hold an amount on their credit card, be it a dollar, just to check their credit card's actually valid. Or maybe it's $500 and you know we're giving them access to a program for 30 days and you know if they don't cancel before the 30 days then we charge them the full $500. Um, just another quick thing actually with authorizations if you are doing them not many of you probably are but if you are doing them just make sure your authorization doesn't expire before the day you want to charge them because otherwise the funds can be released and you won't have a hold on them anymore as such so you just got to be careful of that anyway back to it what is your audience used to or familiar with so you need to go and study your competitors websites and go and find out what payment systems do they use and are they used to so if you're selling internationally, you might find they use a system like PayPal, uh, which is global. Most people know about it. Whereas um, if you're selling locally in your own uh, country or town, depending on where you are, people might not be familiar with PayPal or they might not like it or they might not like the other options that are out there in the mainstream. So you might want to go and use a local provider that all of the other people around in the area use, um, generally a local merchant like here in New Zealand, there's different providers that we use and they're local. They supply FPOS machines. Um, they do all that sort of stuff. So people are familiar when they see that logo. They'll go, oh, yeah, I've seen them in the shops. Okay, I'm happy to put my credit card in. Whereas some people won't know some payment providers, so you've just got to be careful. It's it, it can be good to have two different options. So you can a lot of sites have pay with PayPal or they'll have pay with your credit card here and they'll use a a smaller merchant um, credit card provider. Another question is to ask yourself, um, what way can I automate it? So when you're choosing a shopping software on your website, make sure that you can automate it. So when someone pays with their credit card, that the payment automatically marks the order as complete and it adds the payment to the order. So that when the email comes into your inbox saying you've got a new order, 
you know it's been paid. You don't have to go and double check to make sure. Although when you've launched a website fresh um, from day one, it's also it's always good to check for the first few weeks and make sure those payments are coming in, in case there's a problem with your account or if there's a problem with the website itself in terms of the integration of the payment system. So you want to make sure that's all working seamlessly. But after time, you should be able to just simply open up the email. Oh, cool, they've paid. I've gotten the order email in. Here's their items. Wrap them up. Send them off. Where you go. So you want to automate as much as that, of that as you can. Um, furthermore to that, just bolting on, if you use a courier company or a shipping company, see if you can connect to their system in some way that when the uh, tracking number comes in, it automatically puts it onto your order and it emails the customer. So not only are you offering better customer service because they're getting up-to-date information on their order's progress, but you're also just adding value by giving them a tracking number so they can go and start tracking where their item is because I'm sure they'll be eagerly awaiting for it. Um, another thing is to have a backup in place. So just like I referred to before, it's good to have backups or different payment methods in place. So if um, banking is sort of still a big thing where you are, like it is here in New Zealand, it's definitely good to retain a bank deposit feature where people can manually log into their banking and deposit the funds um, if they don't have a credit or a debit card on them. And that's still quite common, so don't ignore that um, if you still use a lot of banking. You can also have other things just like old-fashioned check. <laughs> um, people still like to pay by check. Um, depending on your target audience, again, so I'm going back to if you've got an older target audience who are you know, used to using checkbooks, then you still might want to have the check option on there. Also, cash on pickup, so you might have a store. Give people the option to come in and pick it up, like click and collect. They can come and pay in store with cash or FPOS. Um, so then you're definitely making sure uh, you're giving people all possible options that are available and you're not just saying to them, no, this is the only option, you can only pay with PayPal, otherwise bugger off. You don't want to do that. You want to give people every possible option and it's going to make them more comfortable to buy through your site. Now, just finally wrap it up, some payment options that are available to you um, and that are sort of mainstream in terms of globally. Um, there's three I like, and there's definitely a lot more than that, but there's three I like. Now, number one is PayPal. Now, PayPal, I believe, has come a long way. Um, it used to be quite a task to use PayPal, and also they were quite picky with um, you know, who could use it and who could check out and like their credit card features that they have got a lot of uh, fraud protection on there which is good but it can be bad as well because um, it can stop a lot of people from checking out uh, if something trips in their system saying that it's possible fraud for example if you're doing um, if you launch a website and you have dozens of transactions in the first few days i've had some people get their accounts locked um, by paypal because they think oh this is a big increase in sales um, this doesn't sound right let's lock their account so you've just again going back to the backup have a backup in place for that sort of scenario but paypal is getting better and better and i think it is a good way to go now um, a lot of people i ask used to be a real a bit like oh, i don't know about paypal but most people now are coming to use it more and more especially because it's used in things like ebay and stuff now so it's uh, very very mainstream number two is braintree now, Braintree Payments is owned by PayPal, but it's a more integrated payment solution. So you can integrate into your website the credit card form using a JavaScript plugin, and basically allows people to edit their credit uh, sorry into their credit card directly into the page before clicking confirm and pay. So instead of having the user go to PayPal, log in, or put their credit card in, click pay, click authorize, whatever it is. 
they don't have to do that anymore it's all just on the one page and they can check out then and there the only downside to it is people i guess who are very um not fussy but aware of you know possible credit card fraud they might be a little hesitant to enter their credit card into a, a, a form on the page so you've just got to be sort of careful and braintree isn't well known yet even though it's a very good system and it's owned by paypal it's not well known yet so you can sort of combine the two um, i will actually add there quickly braintree does have the option where people can log in actually to paypal through braintree to make it quicker as well and number three is stripe so you've possibly heard of stripe it's definitely more well known i believe than braintree um, it's the same sort of concept so it integrates into your website and people can enter their card directly into a little pop-up light box basically pops up on the page um, where they can put their card in and pay for those um, items straight away um, Stripe's a bit easier to set up Braintree requires um, a bit of verification and business information and sales turnover and stuff um, I believe Stripe is easier than that. I might be wrong. Sorry, I haven't actually set one up in a while. And PayPal is very easy. You can pretty much set that up and be going within half an hour. So the fees-wise as well, they're all based on a transaction fee. There's no monthly fees. You'll possibly find that your local providers of credit card facilities will charge a monthly fee regardless of whether you sell anything. So when you're launching a website to start with, it's good to be aware of, okay, I'm actually paying 30 bucks a month here. Um, and transaction fees, sorry, and um, the credit card terminal fees, plus I've got to pay transaction fees on Visa and MasterCard. Uh, what, you know, is it actually worth it yet? Or should I start with PayPal where I don't pay anything unless I sell something? And then down the line when I'm doing thousands of dollars a month or tens of thousands of dollars a month in sales, then it justifies getting a local, um, more integrated payment provider. Um, which does have lower fees at the end of the day, but you've got that monthly fee, so you need that to be absorbed. So, you know, you've got to really do some figuring out, just do a bit of calculations and say, okay, well, if in my first month I sold nothing, I'm going to be down $30. If in my first month I sold $10,000 worth of something or stuff, um, and PayPal charges, let's say, around 3%, I think it's might be a little bit less than that, but say 3%, then of $10,000, that's $300 in transaction fees. Um, so then we go, okay, that's $300 to PayPal. Now, if I used a integrated credit card solution that has a monthly fee of, say, $30 and a lower transaction fee, I might find that I'm only paying them $150. So, you know, you can sort of figure out which is the best way to go based on some sort of predictions you can do for your sales. So most people generally start, when they start a website, it starts slow and it builds up and then it ramps up as time goes on. So... I generally just recommend starting simple and starting on the more affordable option rather than diving in the deep end straight away. Unless you're already established um, and you've already got clients and you know they're going to be paying and ordering online straight away, then you can justify it. But if you're a fresh company, no one knows about you yet, um, you're not sure if you're going to do massive amounts of sales just straight off the line, then it's good to do PayPal. So I hope that helps, guys. That's the different payment solutions you can use and just things to think about. Um, have a think about it. Go and do some research again on your competitors and see what they use because that's a good way to get started um, and knowing what you should be using on your site. So that's Matt from the Raise Web Design Why podcast. Uh, please, guys, uh, review, like, and subscribe. And I'll talk to you next time. Cheers. That was the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Matt Reed. For more, visit razorweb.co.nz.